0: some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this edition of Equipped to Be. I'm your host Connie Albers. Well, hope y'all had a wonderful Christmas holiday and you're getting ready to launch into the new year 2023. Last week uh, we talked about reflecting, we talked about keeping a journal and, and looking back and thinking about how God has provided for you in 2022. And also what plans you have for 2023, like what goals do you have for your, your family, your marriage, the relationships with your kids? I hope you enjoyed that episode. We love hearing from you. And I also want to say thank you. So many of you have sent cards and gifts to us here at equip to Be. Uh, we love you. You are part of our family. And I love when I get to be out on the road and I, and I see you in person, As but it's always special to me just to know that you tune in. To equip to be, and that uh, we can connect, whether it's over coffee, which I'm currently sipping on some hot tea right now, and whether it's you're having quiet time, or you're in the car, or you're cleaning, whatever it is that you're doing when you listen to Equip to Be, we're just so grateful, and we look forward to all that's going to come our way in 2023. I wonder how many of you have had some letdowns. You know, Christmas is over and you're, you're exhausted or you're relieved. I'm not sure which. I think I'm a little bit of both. I will say I did not get everything done that I wanted to do. I did not get the Christmas cookies made the way I wanted, the amount that I wanted. Uh, we typically have the traditions, which I've talked about before. I didn't even get Christmas presents purchased. I mean, I was biting my nails to make sure that they got here. In time, uh, I just, I I was behind, I was behind in going into the the holiday season. I don't know, were you like that? I mean, some of you, you're probably well ahead of the game. You had everything done, wrapped, uh, treats were made, crafts were done, dining room table was all dressed, but not me. That was not my year this year, but wow, was it an amazing year. It was amazing time with our family. Our family gathered together, so grateful so many different personalities and temperaments in my family. The dynamics are, they're always uh, full of emotion and thought and expression, always something to talk through and contemplate and show unconditional love, them to me and me to them. So it's just such a lovely time. Uh, And also for those of you that are new to the program, uh, many of you have joined us recently, and we're so glad that you're here. We at the Albers family have added two grandbabies in 2022. One is is just a, a few months old and well 6 months old and the other is a month old already. He was born just a couple of days before Thanksgiving. So the cousins are going to be, you know, tearing up the place next year, I'm sure of that. But right now it's just a sweet precious time for our family. You know, something about babies about little ones. They just bring sheer joy and delight, if nothing, just to cuddle and hug them. It just reminds you of the innocence, the need, because our children, little babies, they just, they need to be cared for. And it makes me think about the Lord, how we need the Lord to care for us. And sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we try to do it on our own. But for this episode, I want to tell you, I have a big announcement to make. Uh, We at Uh, The Albers family have been celebrating my son who won an Emmy for cinematography for a piece that I'm just going to share. I want you, I'll put it in the show notes. So go to ConnieAlbers.com and we'll have it in the show notes, the, the little video clip, but it's a video clip of a young girl or young woman that has Down syndrome. Her name is Faith Christina and her story is the most compelling story it's just about how she views life and how her parents view life as having Down syndrome, that it's not some negative condition that is something to be celebrated because all lives are worth celebrating. And in, in a time where we just discount life, this piece just showcased the beauty of a life and the beauty of a parent. And, and Little Faith Christina... Whenever she sees or meets, she works with a lot of, and engages a lot with Down syndrome organizations. But the first thing she'll say to them when they find out, a parent finds out they're having a child with Down syndrome, or whether they have, the child themselves has Down syndrome, the first thing she says is, congratulations. Because so often people say, oh, I'm sorry. How sad is that? Well, my son was working as part of a team for this video, this short documentary about her life. It was a beautifully scripted story of her faith, of her perseverance, of her positive outlook and optimism, knowing that she has a purpose, that God has equipped her to do exactly what she's doing. And so we were watching it. We weren't there. I did tell my son next time that ever happens, <laughs> make sure we're there. But we were watching it on uh, live on television, and we were just hooting and hollering because he won. And I I want to talk about what do you do to raise children to pursue their gifting, their strength, their place, help them find it. So I'm going to take a couple of weeks, and we're going to talk about just some harder parts of parenting. And that's the one that comes with, like, how do you raise an entrepreneur? Or how do you raise an engineer or an artist? So today, we're gonna start with like, how do you raise a videographer? How do you raise a creative that literally goes on to win an Emmy? So is the Emmy the end all be all? Well, no, it's not. But for your career, and because you want your kids to grow up, right? You want them to get a job and you want them to make money because they have to pay their bills, right? So I have to tell you his story because it's a very compelling story. And parents often, every time I speak, I'm often asked about different aspects of my kids. And when you have five of them, you know, they're all different. They all have different personalities, different bends, different temperaments, different sensitivity levels, different abilities across the board, different talents, they share the same last name, but pretty much other than having, you know, like mom and dad and the same last name, that's about what they have in common. They don't eat the same foods. They don't like the same things. They're different. And that's as it should be, isn't it? So I have to tell you, when my son was in middle school, now imagine your kids right now. They're begging you for something. Can I have this? Can I have that? Can we do this? Can we do that? I really, 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 really want to take piano lessons, mom. Or I really want to really want to take dance lessons. Or I really want to play soccer or football or whatever, chess club. I really want to do that, mom. And you're looking at them and you're going, yeah, yeah, where are we going to get the money? Or you're maybe thinking you're not that good at it. Or you may be thinking, sure, if it keeps you from getting in trouble in your high school years. Okay, fine. So... I'm going to tell you what we did, and I'm going to start this year, I'm really going to be beating this drum on, there's not just one right way, because your children are different and you are different. How you think, how you feel, how you process the world around you is different. Maybe some of you are like me, probably most of you aren't, because we're also unique, and even if we have similar characteristics, even similar beliefs, they're going to manifest themselves in a different way. But So I have to talk to you about when he won the Emmy and what it made me think about as a mom. And we have been, see, Tom and I have been working with families for, oh my goodness, about 38, 39 years now. So we've seen a lot and we've experienced a lot. But even then, I will say no one person knows everything. So I'll just tell you our experience because I think this will be helpful for you. And in general, what I know through strength finders and just personalities and raising children and such. So when he was a middle schooler, he had this affinity to make movies. He was always reading novels. He wanted to read interesting biographies, stories, novels, real life, uh, nonfiction books about real people and real events. And I noticed that. And when I would give him a reading assignment and or I would give him a writing assignment, It would almost always be from that area that he just naturally was interested in. And I allowed that. I didn't force a certain genre. There were some we stayed away from because of his age, but we let him kind of lead in that area. I wanted him to read. I wanted him to think. I wanted him to discover. That led to me saying, hey, now that you've read so many, what about writing your own script? What about being a screenwriter? What about writing some of your own stories. And he, he thought that was a great idea. So he started. And were they publishing quality? No, they were a middle schooler. They had a beginning, a middle, and an end. And they had some interesting twists and turns throughout the plot. So as he was developing that, I kept asking the Lord, what can we do? What should we do to cultivate this interest, this passion, this eye that he seems to have? for filmmaking. And so we gave him a camera, a video camera, so he could start making his own movies. And I would orchestrate locations. I would scout a location for him to be able to go shoot his videos. And his siblings would be part of, always his siblings would be part of the cast because they were free and they were available. And of course, the neighbor kids would all be involved and some friends from the neighborhood. So he would write the script and all the kids would get into their roles. We would usually have some costumes. When I say costumes made, I mean like scrounge through the closets, figure out what we could find, hit the Goodwill stores, try to find some stuff that could possibly work. And you, it's amazing how creative you can get when you know it's sort of like what look you're going for. And your kids are awesome. They can be so helpful if they get into it. If you're not forcing them to write the script, or you're not forcing them to do something, but you let them know that, oh, this is our family and this is what we're doing. It's going to be so fun. Tell them it's going to be fun. Also tell them it's not going to last forever. It's just going to be for a short period. So he would have the script written. I would scout the locations. We'd get the costumes. And then he would begin to record. And we have, oh my goodness, we had piles of just his homemade movies of, you know, rescuing his sisters from a bad guy or you know, saving, saving an animal from, you know, whatever his plot lines were, they were always pretty funny. And he loved Indiana Jones, and he loved all those types of movies. So he would recreate those at his ability, right? So fast forward, he continued to do this along with other things. When he hit high school, it wasn't his sole focus. He wasn't Into a lot, he just started morphing into sound engineering. And that was interesting. He started doing sound engineering at our church. So he would work at the controls, he loved it. Then he got into a band and he would play with some other kids and it would be some fun little gigs. But it was all in the creative element of story and movement and performing, so to speak. He was never like in front of the camera. That's important to note. When you're raising your children, pay attention to where they place themselves. I noticed with him and pretty much all of my other kids, they prefer to be behind the camera, not in front of it, which is interesting because I am opposite of that. I direct, but I will be on the other side of the camera. So he went through high school and I said, you know, what what would you think about making this like your career, maybe having your own videography business. And that was as simple as that, your own videography business, your own production studio. Maybe at some point you could do, and I would give him ideas of what he could possibly do in the future. So that's what he did. He went into school two weeks before his college. He was applying for the fine arts program. Our house got hit by lightning and his computer was zapped. And all of his entire portfolio was fried. Yeah. And some of you are listening, going, well, that was really stupid. Yeah, it was. But he didn't know. And, you know, nobody plans for that. And it was relatively, I mean, he's older now. So it was, it was kind of like a new concept. And he hadn't quite mastered that. Now they have triple backups. And that I'm not lying. Everything is backed up three times. But to make a long story shorter, his dream of Going to film school was shattered because he didn't have a portfolio of work to present, which usually is what you have to do. And he continued on. He he still got some degrees in cinematography and stuff. But more importantly, he kept working in the field. And we kept encouraging him don't quit, keep trying, hone your skill, add knowledge, develop your talent, get with others that are in that same field and learn from each other. This is important. I want you to hear this. When you're directing your kids and you're encouraging them to do something, don't be the parent that tells them, hey, go scout out other people and learn everything you can from them, which is, yes, you do want to do, but not as a, I'm going to take only from you. Make it a give and take. Your child has something to offer them if they're peers, if they're older and they're more of a mentor, that's a different story. Uh, but w- collaborate with others. And that's a key. Collaborative efforts. Because your child will have strengths that another child won't have and vice versa. And we just continued to encourage him in that area. And s- trusting the Lord. Tell good stories. Make good videos make it interesting to watch and listen to and he did he ended up starting his own videography business he was doing sound he was doing the filming he was doing the editing he was doing the directing and i just kept encouraging him and it was it's hard because he didn't go with a big company but your kids don't have to go with a big company there's nothing wrong with it if they do the most important thing for your kids Especially if you have somebody that in the creative field is that they really become masters, they really become students of the craft. I will I think it was Steven Spielberg who once said, "I worked really hard at my craft when it didn't really matter, no one was looking, so that when the opportunities presented themselves, I had the skill to step into it. Think about that for a minute. You want your kids to be developing. And mastering skills when nobody's looking, when nobody's really, they're not, they're not really getting much attention because they learn perseverance and discipline and they learn techniques and they fail and they try again and they fail and they try again and they're getting better and better with everything, every step that they take. And there's going to be times your kids are going to want to quit. And we've talked about this before, raising quitters don't raise quitters. Don't let your kids be quitters. What happens then if your child pursues something for five, six, seven, ten 10 years, and it's not gaining traction, they're not, they're not excelling at it. It's not growing. Then it's time to have the conversation of you have given it your best effort. It doesn't seem to be something that is either you're not as interested in it. You're not as passionate in it. You're not making you know a living off of it. You keep waiting for the next time, the next time, the next time, and the next time isn't coming. Something has to change. Notice my words were not, you have to quit. Something has to change. You either have to figure out a different strategy or a different vocation. So in my son's case, he did both. He worked odd jobs, full-time, part-time, all the way through college, even into uh, beyond college as he was building up his videography business. He had other jobs and as he was growing it because growing growing a business takes time it takes a lot of work it also takes money and they have to be in a position where they can reinvest everything that they're making back into their business so they can buy the latest greatest equipment that they need to be able to compete with you know others in their industry so fast forward to this weekend so after 12 years of working in this field and doing great work and making a living, this opportunity came along and this opportunity he just stepped into. He didn't scratch and claw and have tactics that you and I probably wouldn't be real proud of our kids for. He was just faithful. And the opportunity came up because one of the video guys, one of the videographers couldn't Participate this particular time for some other, you know, extended reasons. And so they called him. It's kind of like, so he was ready when his name was called and he stepped into it. Talk about God's making a way. You know, we're often told how we have to behave in business, how we have to, you can only get along if you scratch and claw your way to the top, or if you tear other people down, or if you. Are manipulative, or if you no, no. It may be some do it. I know a lot of people do. Sadly, I I know a lot of people that do. That doesn't mean that's how we we do not raise our children that way. We raise them to be competitive, but not destructive. We raise them to do excellent. If you go back and you listen to Larry Loftus' episodes that I did, we'll probably throw those in the show notes too. You raise your children to give their best, leave it all on the field, as they say, give maximum effort. And then if they have to walk off the field, if then if they have to lay it down, it's not because they didn't give it their best, but if they're giving it their best and they're being faithful, God will make a way. And as a mom, I have to tell you, I think it delighted my heart more than it probably did his. Because I've watched this from a mother's perspective. I've watched him get discouraged. I've watched him work and work late, 2, 3 a.m. in the morning, hours upon hours, long days on location. And then many, many long days editing. And still trying to encourage him, don't give up. Don't give up. If God's not telling you to quit, don't quit. He's going to provide. So, Let's recap. You do not have to participate the way the world tells you. You have to compete to get ahead. That's just not biblical. There have been so many words that I've heard people say, you got to be a shark. You got to be a cutthroat. You got to be tough as nails. I'm not saying you don't, you need to be tough. Um, I mean, we need to raise our children to compete in the marketplace. They can't be thin skinned. I'm just going to say that, but we want to raise them Going back to what I said at the beginning, we want to raise our children so that they become masterful, masters at their skill, that their skill, their work is so excellent that it stands out from the rest. When we look at what's happening in our culture, we have a segment of the population that wants to do minimum effort for maximum result. We hear it all the time. Sometimes you hear you have to go along to get along. Well, not if it means you compromise your values, who you are, what you believe. It's really important for us parents to see that. So picture your kids right now with me. Let's say you have that elementary student who just loves drawing. You have that elementary student who loves meeting people and being around people, or they love doing science projects they're thinkers, they want to solve problems and they're constantly solve problems. Thinking about those children that you have, they're fact checkers. You say something and they are quick to correct you up. Uh, Mom, that's not actually what happened. And you get irritated, don't you? Because just like, don't, I was close. For them, close isn't good. Because, you know, as in some vocations, close could be catastrophic. So we have to think about the kids that we have. Listen to them intently. Watch what they spend their time doing when they don't have to be doing it. What gets them excited? What do you almost have to threaten them with? Get in here right now. Stop doing what you're doing because your dinner is cold. What is it that you notice? Put before them opportunities. Pour on that. Support and encouragement and words of affirmation. Add to that some people, some mentors, some classes that they can take. And then as they move and progress, they will either walk away and lay it down or they'll continue on. Maybe they'll win an Emmy. Maybe they'll win an award. Maybe they will be the the kids that are part of sending a rocket to Mars. Maybe your child will be the one who changes culture, who leads an organization, who leads her family, who raises the next generation of leaders. I can tell you this, as proud as I am of my son for winning an Emmy, and I got to hold her. It was the coolest thing. I, I can't, my work doesn't really I can't think that I would win an Emmy for anything that I do, but I was so proud of him for the person that he is in an industry that he's involved with and the faithfulness and the uprightness and the man of integrity that he is. That's why I was beaming with pride because he didn't give up. He got discouraged, but he got back up. He kept trying and he kept trying. Now, will he stay there? I don't know. That's not my decision. That will be his. But as you're raising your children, I want you to go back and reflect on the things that we've kind of shared with you. And I shared my story because part of hearing somebody's story is important because you tune in every week. You listen to Equip to Be. And it's, I think it's important to know raising children is so unique and so special and such a journey. You don't know where you're going to be. And as we begin the new year, I want you to take time as we wrap things up. I want you to take time and I want you to evaluate some passions that your children have. Interest, talents, skills that you see maybe they haven't even tapped into yet. I want you to make some real goals for 2023, how you can come alongside and encourage your children in the areas that God has gifted them in so that they can then be equipped for the calling that God has for them, whether they're in high school or middle school, or they're in elementary school, or even if you have adult children, it never stops. It just changes. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Equipped to D. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. So, hey, shoot us an email over to contact at We would love to hear from you. I really want your thoughts. Uh, We're going to have the show notes and we'll throw some of the links to Challenge Accepted, which is Faith Christina's story. And that'll be over at ConnieAubris.com. Again, thank you. Thank you for all the notes. Thank you for the cards. Thank you for the Christmas gifts. All the sweet things that just keep us knowing that uh, we're here for you and it's making a difference in your life because we don't want to take up time and space and we certainly don't want to waste your time listening to a bunch of babble. So I, we trust that this has blessed you. We look forward to hearing how you begin your 2023. So with that, we say, take this time to reflect and have a wonderful rest of the holiday season. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.